Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Pastor Mark had called um, us earlier this week and he said, hey, I'm preaching on the source part two. And I really think this song just really nails, uh, nails it on the head of what I've been sharing. And so the song is called Talking to Jesus. And um, it's kind of like a storytelling song, but it just shares um, the generational impact of encouraging the ones behind us to just talk to Jesus because it's not a religion. It's more like a friendship. Amen. So we're going to sing this song. We're going to sing it over you. Join in us. Uh, join in with us um, whenever you want to. You can stand. You can sit and receive. So we hope it blesses you this morning. Three of my own now, trying to raise them. 
sing it, church. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, yeah, come on. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Who's ready to, to dive in? to continue your experience with the Lord. And so last week, uh, we talked about the source and how the Lord is our source. We talked about King Asa and how King Asa was blameless and, and was really serving the Lord, but then he got to a place where he stopped trusting in the Lord and started putting his trust in people. He started putting his trust in the government. He started putting his trust in doctors. Instead of putting his trust in the Lord, instead of saying no, I, you know, when something goes on, I'm not going to go to outside sources. I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to talk to Jesus. And then if Jesus tells me to go there, I'll go there. If he tells me to do that, I'll do that. But we have got to get back to the source. God is our source. Amen? And we have to get back to it. And so this week, we're going to go into uh, the source part two. And so we're going to talk about the source part two. And I want to bring up to you another king, and we've been reading this in our ancient path devotional, Uzziah. And so King Uzziah, just to give you kind of a background of who he was, remember King Asa was the third king of the southern kingdom. Israel had, you know, one nation. They broke up to a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. Uh, you had King Asa was the third king. Well, King Uzziah was the tenth king of the nation that split up, and so is the southern nation. One of the things you recognize is that the south was always more godly than the north. And it's still that way today. And, I, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm in the south. Who's glad they're in the south? We got a godly heritage. They don't call it the Bible Belt for nothing. And so, you know, we love the Lord, and that's a good thing. And so, but King Uzziah, uh, he took over. And a lot of when you think of a king, yeah, King Uzziah, you think of a beard and, you know, you think of someone dignified taking over the nation of Israel, the southern kingdom. I want you to realize that when he took over as king, he was 16 years old. 16. And so, you know, I told Mercy this morning, I said, Mercy, I said, man, King Uzziah, when, when he took over, he was your age. When he took over the nation. Then Asa came out and I said, Asa, I said, King Uzziah was only one year older than you when he took over the nation. He said, well, I'm ready to rule my kingdom. <laughs> but, but look, a lot of times we look at our youth. We look at them, their services. We look at what they're doing. We're like, oh, that's the little youth. Listen, the youth are going to change the world. Don't underestimate the power of our young adults to change the world. They're not playing church. They are the church. And we need to get them involved in changing the world around us. And they can. It was, look, Samuel was eight years old when he began to hear the Lord and, and tell the high priest what to do. And so, man, our children are very powerful. But Uzziah, one of the things about him is that he loved the Lord and he did what was right in the eyes of God. He reigned for 52 years, Pastor Jay. 
52 years, an incredible king. But I want to bring you to the scripture in 2 Chronicles that made him so incredible. And it's uh, chapter 26 and verse 5. It said, he continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding through the vision of God. And as long, say as long. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him what? God made him successful. Who wants to be successful in life? Who wants to be successful in your marriage? You should be raising your hand if you're married, right? Who wants to be successful in raising their children? Who wants to be successful in making the impact in life we're supposed to make for the glory of God, right? So we want to be successful in life, then we need to seek the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him successful. So who makes you successful? He is the source to success. Can I tell you something? Education is not the source to success. Skill is not the source to success. Listen to me. God is the source to success. We need to teach them to talk to Jesus. And as long as they're seeking the Lord, no matter what they do, they're going to be successful in life because God is going to make it that way. Wow. Wow. You know, what's amazing is that Zechariah, he had understanding in the vision. It's not enough to have to know what to do, but you need to know how to administer it. There's a lot of people that know what to do, but they don't know how to administer it. And that's where the Lord will give help to you. I said the Lord gave the help. All right. And so the Lord gave Zechariah to him to help him. And the Lord has given you, me, to help you be reminded that it's not about you and it's not about me, but it's about him. That he is the source. And that if we stay focused on the source, then we're going to be successful in every area of our lives. Now the question is, how can we make sure we continue to seek the Lord day by day in our lives so that we can be successful in our life. And this is what, you know, I really want to share with you today. And the Lord, you know, he gave me a scripture. I was meditating. He said, take this scripture and share it with him in Revelations 3.20. I know many of you know it, but I don't want you to let it just bypass you. You need to listen to what it says. It says, behold, I, Jesus, stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and I will dine with him and he with me. And so here's the thing. We're supposed to be seeking the Lord if we want to be successful in life. But here's an encouraging word for you. The Lord is seeking you. But we have to open the door to him. Many times he stands there and the door is unopened. And so he can't come in and sup with us. He can't come in and communicate to us. We can't talk to Jesus as a friend, as a Lord, as a Savior, as a King, because we've not opened the door for him. And church, we've got to start opening the door. And by the way, he doesn't just visit once a week on Sunday. Hello. He visits it every single day. He is knocking on your door. For us to get up. But if we're sleeping and not paying attention, guess what? We miss the opportunity. 
Kind of like disciples, they were sleeping on the boat, and some of them were paying attention, and they saw Jesus. Start paying attention and waking up, and you'll see Jesus. And Jesus will come in, and not just sup with you and talk with you, but he will actually take you, and you will go out with him all during the day, and he'll be right there. Jesus wasn't meant to come in, sup with you, then I'm going to leave you at the house. What's he going to do at the house? You're not there. He's your Uber Jesus. He came to pick you up and to bring you around so that you can do life together. But I want to talk to you today. So the Lord says, you know, people are not opening the door to him. They're not giving me their time. And so I want to teach you. And I said, well, Lord, what can I do? And the Lord said, I want you to do something. I want you to, I want you to share with them what you do. And when you share with them what you do, I'm going to speak to them. And so the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today, but you got to be listening. You got to be, remember, he don't, he don't shout. He's, he's going to be whispering to you as I'm talking. Because when it comes time to seeking the Lord, spending time with the Lord, listen, that has to be taught and it has to be caught. The disciples, they said, teach me, Lord, how to pray. And they watched the Lord pray. And they learned how to spend time with the Lord. And because they learned how to talk to the Father, they learned how to talk to Jesus, then guess what? Their lives were successful. Who wants your life to be successful? Then we've got to learn to talk to Jesus. And so I'm just going to share with you five points of spending time with our Lord and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Father. And I'm going to share these with you, and I want you to, to write them down, and, because this is going to totally transform your life. As a matter of fact, the things I'm going to be sharing today have, so, have had so much magnitude on my life, but especially when I get to the center section of two things that the Lord has brought me deeper into, Actually, a couple of years ago, right before COVID, the Lord said, I'm, I want to bring you deeper into this spiritual realm. And, and the things I'm going to share with you will radically transform who you are. You, you're tired of just living the Christian life and, and calling yourself a Christian, yet, yet you're failing in your Christianity? The Lord says you don't have to do that. Yeah. Kind of like people, they tell me, they say, you know, uh, uh, man, you don't, you don't act like a pastor. Well, that's, that's the point. I don't act like a pastor. I am who I am. Why do you say that? Well, that's what the father said about himself. I am who I am. I'm not going to act like someone else. I'm going to be who I am, and then I'm going to figure out from there where I need to go. So we need to get real, kind of like that song was saying. Come on, just get real about this thing. And so I'm going to give you these five points, guys, and I'm telling you, it's trans transformational. It's, it's really going to touch your life. So when it comes time to spend time with Jesus, I wake up earlier than I need to wake up, way earlier than I need to wake up. Why would you do that? Because that's what Jesus did. If you read the scriptures, it said he woke up, hang on to your seat, before daylight. Before daylight. By the way, who enjoyed that extra hour of sleep? Here's one for you. Instead of using it to sleep, why don't you just wake up and spend time with Jesus? Yeah. Woo! Bam! Bam! 
Mic drop. Can't drop it. It's on my head. So look, 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 look. Come on, guys. So I get my coffee, and I, I get it made, and I got, you know, different places I'll go sit, and I'll, I'll find a place that I'm going to sit that day, and I go sit in that place. I, I grab my journal. For me, my journal is uh, the Remarkable, and people say, what is it? I said, it's Remarkable. And they go, no, but what is it? I said, it's Remarkable. But, but what is it? It's Remarkable. That's the name of it. Remarkable, right? And I love writing on this. So you got to have something you love writing on. And because I can organize it, it doesn't have blue light. Anyway, that's what I use, right? So I get that. And, and man, I sit down with my coffee and I start out writing. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, I, you know, I don't really write. Why well, I got a journal? Why well, I have to do that? Because God does it. What am I? I'm following my father. My father knows everything, yet he writes down everything. Interesting. See, it's kind of like Jesus. Jesus was baptized when he didn't have to be baptized because he wanted to show us the way. See, our Father writes down everything. Everything we do, he writes it in his books. Go read it. He got books of remembrance. He got books of the tears we shed. He's got books of salvation. He's got, you think he's all knowing that he has to write it down? He's writing it down to show us what we are to be doing. Because he made us, and he knows that when we write things down, it it does something in our mind. It does something in our spirit. So if you're not writing it down, I'm just telling you to follow follow, follow our Father and to start writing it down. So I take my book, and the first thing I do is the first point. I thank and honor the Lord. Thank and honor the Lord. So didn't Jesus said, didn't he say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name? So I start right there, and I actually write down and I say, uh, Father, I honor your name, Yahweh. That's actually the Hebrew name for our heavenly Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is Yahweh. And I write that down. I honor your name, Yahweh. Every single day I write this down. And then I say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, King of kings, Lord of lords, I honor your name, Yahshua. Yahshua is the Jewish name for Jesus Christ. And I I write it down. Then I say, Holy Spirit, I honor you. Because listen, we don't, we're not, you know, there's, there's three yet one. And I commune and talk to the different one. Jesus even said, don't pray to me, but pray to my Father. But pray in my name. Come on, this makes sense. And so then Jesus says, I come to sup with you. He's come to help us. Jesus said, it was good I went away because I've given you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is there to guide you. The Holy Spirit is there to encourage you. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort you. The Holy Spirit is there with you. And so I I honor that and I write all that down. I start my day every day just like that. Then I write down and I say, Lord, thank you. And what follows is everything I did the day before. Guys, you're like, man, I never know what to write. I'm telling you what to write. I'm telling you how things can start coming on these pages for you. So I write down everything from, Lord, uh, thank you for getting me up. Lord, uh, like if it's on Thursday morning, thank you, Lord, that you put the words in my mouth for my live feed that I do, the Bible study I do on Facebook on Wednesday morning. Lord, thank you for doing that, God. I appreciate that. When I work out, I say, Lord, thank you for that workout yesterday. It felt really good. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. So, Lord, help me to have strength and discipline to be able to do that, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, for that meeting that I had with so-and-so. Lord, man, it was incredible. Your, your presence was there. It went in a direction I didn't even think it was going to go. Lord, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for moving on that man that gave $100,000 to your house, God. Come on. I, I write all of it down. I write all Thank you, Lord, when I got home. It was so peaceful. Lord, I was able to go out, feed the animals. I was able to hang out with the kids and Cindy. Lord, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you last night, Lord. You gave me such an incredible sleep. I'm sleeping as sound as I've ever slept in my entire life because the Lord says I give my beloved sleep. Maybe if we start thanking him for it, you'll start having it. So I thank the Lord for all of those things. And then I say, okay, I move on to the second big point, and that's prayer requests. So when I move to prayer requests, I start praying for things that uh, are on my heart. Like I'm praying for, I prayed this morning for the service. Uh, I start praying for, you know, future things that are going on. Right there, if I've counseled with someone or if I've, I've, I've tried to minister to someone, I'll write down their name and I say, Lord, I'm praying for so-and-so that you're going to speak to them. Lord, I'm praying that you would bless them, help them to get close to you, Lord. And I, I just begin to make all these prayer requests, and it's, it's normally for someone else. And so I, I'm, I'm making these prayer requests. Then I go, okay, today, and I'll write the word today. Say today. Today is a new day. Woo! It's fresh. It's new. And there's grace for it. And so I stop. I take my calendar. By the way, God's not tripped out about this. A lot of people think you need to pray like this and don't move. You move too much, he's gone. Look, no, God is not tripped out. I get up, go get coffee. I said, wait up, Lord. I'm going to get coffee. I'll be back in a minute. Come, I bring coffee to Cindy. Give her a kiss. Come, Lord ain't jealous. He didn't say, what are you doing leaving me right here? He wanted me to give her a kiss. Come on, somebody. Men, men, the Lord wants you to get up and go give your wife a kiss in the bed. Amen. And give her a cup of coffee and hand her a journal and her Bible and help her to also spend time with the Lord early in the morning. And so, man, so I go back and I sit down, I pull up my day and then I look at what my day holds that I have scheduled. And then because I keep an hour to hour calendar because I want to be effective in life. If you don't, life controls you. I, could, I spoke that to them blue in the face and people still don't believe it. I'll preach this today, and many of you will go home and not do this. And I can't understand why you wouldn't do this. So anyway, I, I go through the calendar, and I start praying for every meeting I'm going to have. I've got meetings right after service. I called those people's name out. I prayed over that meeting. I prayed that God might show me anything, and the Lord starts showing me stuff. And the Lord starts revealing stuff to me. It was funny. I was praying this morning, and someone texted me something. Hey, I didn't know if you knew this, but this. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you, Lord. Because I just prayed the day before, Lord, there's anything I need to know. Reveal it to me before I go into the meeting. And the Lord, this morning, as I was praying again, in the middle of right when I was praying, the phone goes, doot, doot, doot. And I look, and, and it was someone saying, hey, I didn't know if you knew this, but bam. I was like, wow, exactly what I need. Thank you, Lord. And so, man, I, I wrote that down. And so I just pray over my entire day. So that when I get there, guess what? It's prayed over already. And God's moving on my behalf. Okay, so then, then once I've done that, 
Then I moved to point three. Now, point three and point four is that middle section I was telling you about that is about to completely transform your life if you listen, if you do it. The Bible's full of ifs. If you do this, I'll do that. And it is this. I began meditating. I began meditating. Meditation is not for the Buddhists. Amen? Meditation is for the Christian. It's for us. It's the ancient path of us connecting to the spiritual realm. But it's also how you learn how to control your thoughts. Where's the battle at? In the mind. And the reason why we don't win battles with the enemy is because we're weak-minded. And our thoughts begin to control us instead of us controlling our thoughts. And the reason why our thoughts are controlling us is because we've done nothing to train ourselves to control our thoughts. It would be no different than someone going to get in a, in a ring with someone that can really fight, and you do no training, and you just jump in there, and you expect you're going to do well. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your title is. I don't care who's sponsoring you. If you didn't train yourself, you're going to get your tail kicked. And people are getting their tail kicked every day in Christianity because they have no training on their mind. Meditation is about training your mind and making it obey you instead of you obeying it. And when you control your mind, you begin to control your destiny. When you control your mind, you can control your tongue. You can control your emotions. And then when things happen that would normally press your button, when temptations come that would normally cause you to fall, you won't fall, you won't trip out, you won't get fear, you won't be in anxiety, you won't do any of that, you won't have destructive self-talk, you won't do any of that because you're going to tell your mind, hey, listen to me and come back here. You will not think that way. You will obey me. By the way, the Bible talks about talking to yourself. David talked to his soul and he said, soul, shut up. Why are you disgruntled within me? Why are you worried? Trust in the Lord. So you see, it's about controlling your mind. And when you learn how to control your mind, I'm telling you, it's going to change everything about you. Everything about you. Now, the, it, so a lot of people, when they go into to meditation, they think, well, I'm, I'm supposed to meditate, so let me just meditate. And they go into Nothingville. And they get into Nothingville and, if, and they, they weird it out because nothing's there. You, because you're not supposed to be in nothingville. You're supposed to be connecting to the Holy Spirit. And so it's not about just, just waiting and just seeing what's going to happen. Guys, that's not what meditation is. Meditation is controlling my mind. The whole reason when I sit and I breathe in and out, I'm breathing in and out so that I can get my mind to where I'm at. That's the reason for that, because I want my mind to not flutter and not go anywhere. Now, let me say this real quick, real quick. You know, a lot of you are reading your Bible, and you can't hardly even read your Bible because as you're reading your Bible, your mind's going all over the place. That's because you've not trained your mind. When you do what I'm telling you to do, you'll get where when you read your Bible, it's the only thing you see. You'll get when you're talking to someone 
your attention is all on them. And you're able to reflect. You're able to listen to what they're saying. It used to be, and, and it's true naturally, that really you only have about four hours where you can really focus in the day, naturally. Since I've been meditating and doing this, to be honest with you, that has gone to my whole waking time. No matter if it's five in the evening, I find myself just as energized, just as focused, in tune with the Spirit to when I was in the morning. Because I, I've trained my mind just like a marathon runner. If you first start running, you can't run far. So I told some of you guys, run home right now. It'd be like two days before you get home. You'd be wore out, can't do it. But if you train, guess what? You can get to a place where you can do it. And it would be nothing to it. And that rhymed, and that was good. <laughs> Amen? So the point is, guys, the Lord wants you to be strong. He wants you to be successful. But you got to learn to control your mind. And so it's not just controlling my mind. I make my mind come here, and then I do something very critical. I then connect to the Holy Spirit. Because that's when I say, okay. I breathe in, breathe out. I get my mind here, and I say, okay, Holy Spirit. Welcome. I connect to you. Commune with me, Holy Spirit. And immediately I feel the presence of the Lord just right there as I connect to the Holy Spirit. Now look, for some of you religious folks that, uh, you know, you're just like, oh man, don't open yourself up. Something's going to come. Listen, hush up. The Bible says that if I ask Jesus for the Holy Spirit, he ain't going to give me a demon. He ain't going to give me a snake. He ain't going to give me something bad. So I say, Holy Spirit, Lord, come to me. And I connect with the Holy Spirit, and I begin to commune with him. Then I do something so simple. It's going to blow your mind. It goes right with what I did when I started thanking God. Then after I connect with the Holy Spirit and I enjoy that moment with him, then I take my mind back to yesterday. And I actually relive yesterday. What am I doing? I'm reflecting on what was. And I begin to walk my mind through every appointment, everything I did, the workout, the eating, everything I did, I begin to walk through it in my mind. It don't take that long in your mind. And as I do that, I'm saying, okay, Lord, how was that moment? How was their face? How was that experience? Did I do well? Did I say things I shouldn't have said? Did I do things I shouldn't have did? Wow, did I do a good job there? Wow. And so I begin to reflect through that whole time and that whole moment. And, and what it does is the Holy Spirit is with me. So he begins to say, look, did you see that person, how you, you were talking over them and they weren't listening to you? I mean, you weren't listening to them because you were talking over them. I'm like, ah, yeah. And so what happens is after you do that day in and day out, guess what? You become a different person. Because he's going to teach you to be like Jesus. When I'm done with that, then I go, okay, Lord, thank you. Then I start meditating, and I walk out my day before I ever live it. I walked out this moment before I ever was here. I took my mind, and I went through each moment, and I was letting my mind in the Holy Spirit. Because then the Holy Spirit goes, I, every time I do it, every time. Like, say, I'm going to an appointment at 3 o'clock that day. All right, Lord, at 3 o'clock, it's going to be with so-and-so. Okay, Lord, help me, Lord. And I just I see myself in the appointment, and the Holy Spirit goes, boom. You need to make sure you bring up this. And I'm like, ooh, wow. And I stop, and I'll write that down. Then I go back, 
into my meditation, and I walk myself through that day. So it's yesterday, it's today, right? And then I do something is I go on a spirit journey. And what do you mean by that? Because once I've done that, I sit and I say, okay, Holy Spirit, thank you. I breathe, I get my mind back here. I say, Holy Spirit, take me where you want me. And I allow the Holy Spirit to take me wherever he wants. And you know what he normally does? He takes me to, I start thinking about a person. And I'm like, ooh, yes. And I start praying for them. Then he'll, then I'll go back and, okay, where else, Lord? And then he'll bring up something I'm missing with something I'm doing. And I go, ooh, I didn't, I didn't remember that. And I, I write that down. And what, what he does, guys, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. And he will. But you got to make your prayer about your life. Don't, don't, don't just make it about some generic thing. You make it about your life, and he is there to help you through that. Okay, remember the guy that gave $100,000? That's given $100,000? Remember that guy? You know how he ended up with that 100000 Casey, you know the story. He ended up with it like this. He was meditating, and the Lord said, I want you to take this amount of money, and I want you to buy this stock when it's at this level. And then I want you to sell it when it gets to this level. And he wrote that down, and he told them, he said, y'all do that. And they did it, and in six weeks, he made a million dollars. And he takes 10% of it, he's sewing it back to where we're at and what we're doing. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Listen. You want the edge? That's what I call inside trading. Literally, Inside. He went inside, and the Holy Spirit told him what to do. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Some of you are struggling in your relationship. If you'd begin to meditate and and allow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would go, ooh, quit looking at them, and this is what you need to do with your life. And then I can use your life to bring about a change in them. You see, this is what I'm talking about. And then I don't stop there. Then once I've journeyed, and I say, okay, so I say, Holy Spirit, then I begin to inspect. And I say, okay, is there anything wrong inside of me? Is there anything bothering me? I do this every day. And I, and I just wait, and I ask God to help me. Come on, David said, David said this, said, Lord, search me. Is there anything in there that ain't supposed to be there, Lord? Reveal it to me. And then, man, when you do that, he will. And then so I start looking, and I go, okay, is there anything bothering me whatsoever? And when I find something... I go, ooh, 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 okay, yes, that does bother me. And then I open my eyes, and then I go to my fourth great point, and it's expressive writing. Expressive writing is where then, raw, real, honest, I write down exactly how I feel about it. That's what's wrong with Christians. You never, you never, you bury the very things that God gave you to feel. And that's why you can't get healing. But you need to give it to the right person. Quit giving it to your neighbor and start giving it to the Lord. Because your neighbor can't handle it, but God can. Listen, God's big enough to handle you being mad at him. He's big enough to handle whatever you got going on. That's when I write, let's say if somebody did me something. And so I will go, man, Lord, when so-and-so did this, to be honest with you, that hurt me. And it ticked me off. And I'm mad. And I'll just write down, and I'll tell God, and I say, Lord, and you know what? I'm disappointed because I thought you were going to do this, and you did not. 
So I felt like I believed in it and it still didn't happen. What's the deal? And I just, I'm honest. Quit faking with God. Quit acting like someone else and, and act like yourself and be real with him. His love is not fragile. He can handle it. And when you're honest and real, then you're going to find real healing. Because remember, I'm not doing this ruminating by myself. I have the Holy Spirit with me. And so after I'm honest and real, and the Holy Spirit said, oh, you really feel, you really feel this about that. Uh, you're right. And I'll write it down. And then I'll say, look, yeah, I'll write it down. And, and then I'll, I'll say, I'm feeling this way. You know, I feel like this. And I'll just write it down. And then I'll say, okay, Holy Spirit, help me. And then the Holy Spirit will go, okay, I know he hurt you, but you can't, you can't be ticked off at that person. Matter of fact, you're going to have to forgive that person. I'm like, ah, I know, I know. Listen, we all know. And so I'll, I'll go, okay, I know it. I know it, Holy Spirit. I said, can you help me do this? And then I'll write and bless that person in writing. And what happens is because you were real, because you were honest, and because you're doing it with the Lord and not with all these other people, you don't need these other people. You need the Lord. You do it with the Lord. And all of a sudden, healing comes to you. And you'll get to a point, and it won't even take that long. This is what blew me away. You'll get to a point where when you're thinking and meditating and thinking and meditating and thinking and meditating, if there's anything going on, is there anything I'm holding on to, is there anything there that don't belong there, you get to a point and you go, wow, I can't think of anything that bothers me. And you know what you're, you're at when you get to that place? You're at peace. You're whole. You're healed. And guys, this is what God wants for you. This is what he wants for you. If you express it right, it's proven naturally, naturally, that if you express it right 20 minutes a day, your immune system jumps. Your mental health jumps. And yet people, I tell them this, and people don't do it. They don't do it. They, oh, I try to meditate. And they, you went to nothingville. Don't go to nothingville. Go to Jesusville. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. And in the fifth tier is I begin in the word of the Lord. Then I take my ancient path devotional and I read the scriptures that are there, which, by the way, the scriptures I've been preaching are the scriptures that we read during the week. And I begin to allow the Lord keys you. Come on up. Just don't key, keyify yet, you know. If that's a word, that might not be a word. But, but what I do is I, I read, and as I'm reading the scriptures, I'll read, and something just stands out, and I stop, and I go, wow. In 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 24, man, this really stood out. And I begin to write, and I go, golly, that's kind of like my life. And then I'll, I'll write about that scripture, and I'll start reading again. And what am I doing? I'm just allowing those scriptures to come inside of me. And that's the five-point tier, guys. And, and when I'm, I'm done with that, guess what? I get up and I go along my day. You know how long that takes me? That takes me, honestly, uh, an hour. I can push to get it in an hour, but I really like have to really push and really cut things short. To be honest with you, I really need two hours. And you're like, man, I ain't spent five minutes with God and I'm bored. You won't be bored anymore if you walk through these five tiers. You, you, hey, hey, listen, and you'll get where I, I love when my alarm clock goes off. Because when my alarm clock goes off, I'm like, <laughs> I put the coffee on, I'm like, 
I am about to have a meeting with Jesus. I, I, am, a, I am about to sit down with our Lord. Oh, God, I'm about to experience healing. I'm about to experience life. Oh, my goodness. I love sitting down and taking and begin to write and meditate and, and just allow the Lord to be there. Wow, remember this, as long as he sought the Lord, he was successful. As long as he sought the Lord. Remember, Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. Just open it. Just open it. Why should I open the door? Because if you open that door, he'll open natural doors that you can never open. Because he's the door opener. But we first must be the door opener for him to be the door opener for us. Can I get an amen? All right, okay, okay. So this, this, is, this is what I want to do. Can you, uh, I'm gonna put some meditation music on, okay, here. Let me, let me get down for a second. If you notice, I'm older, so I have to go to the four point get down. Some of you guys could just like, Bruh. if I did that, I'd probably hurt something, so I do the four point get down. <clears throat> guys, you want faith? Or you want your life to really change? Turn it up just a little bit rough for me. Then I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you how to connect to the Holy Spirit. Because to be honest with you, if he can't do it for you, who in the heck am I to do it for you? Who is your spouse to do it for you? If the Lord can't do it for you, we're in bad shape. He can and he will. But you've got to connect to him. You gotta be willing to allow that spirit to, to come inside of you and connect. You say, well, you know, I've never done it before. It might feel uncomfortable. Anything feels uncomfortable when you first start because you're not used to it. But once you get used to it and you realize that, wait a minute, this is an ancient practice that God has given to us. This is what my forefathers did. This is what Abraham did. This is what Isaac was doing when they brought him his wife. This is what Peter was doing on the rooftop. Wow, meditation. This is what he says over and over and over and over and over and over again that we should do. This is what he told uh, Joshua. He said, if you meditate day and night on my word and being careful to do everything that's written therein, then you'll be successful no matter what you do and no matter where you go, you're going to be successful. So meditation is such for you and it's such for me and it is the spiritual door to the spiritual realm that makes you different from everyone else jesus died that we would have this access access it church access it you want to do this with me for a minute i'm a little bit late today but we came to play church or have church all right listen to me this will change your life I want you to just sit up straight. I want you to breathe out and in. Remember, this is so your mind comes to be here. I'm going to teach you how to train your mind. Bring your mind to this moment. Not to lunch after a while. Not to what you're doing today. Not to your problems. None of that. Just bring it to here. In the moment. Bring it to this moment. Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. Bring it to this moment. Bring it to this moment. 
And I want you to do something. You're going to welcome the Holy Spirit into this moment. I want you to just gently, with your voice, the Holy Spirit, welcome. I'm here to commune with you. Breathe in, breathe out. Allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Allow Him to minister to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now I want you to do something. I want you to take your mind and I want you to make it focus on what was preached here today. This whole experience this morning. I'm going to focus on it right now. Don't let it go anywhere else. Control it. Come on, the Holy Spirit will help you. Control it. Think through the points that I preached. Think through the things that I said. Think through the scriptures. Isaiah, Asa. Think through all these things. Let the Holy Spirit help you. focus on the rest of your day. It's going, you're going to take a nap, you're going to lunch, you're going to do some work, you're going to visit someone, whatever it is, I want you to have your mind walk through each moment. I'm going to do that now. Don't let it wander, don't let it go anywhere. that to me and I will give you peace. 
right now, come on, in your mind, I want you to lay that over to the Lord. Just whisper it in your voice. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Peace be still. Peace be still. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Breathe in deep. Breathe out. Thank the Lord. And I want you to look up here at me. As you can see, you're like, whoa, whoa, not yet, not yet. Yeah, exactly. When you start really entering in, and this is actually the same music I used uh, when I meditate, or I go outside and I use the music of nature, songbirds, nature, and the wind blowing in the trees, and I use that to meditate. But guys, the Lord, He wants to connect with you. Don't do this Christianity thing where you're acting like a Christian. Just be a Christian. And really, the helper is the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. He is in you. He is in you. You know, I said this the first service earlier, but I say it now. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm doing more than I've ever done in my life. And I have more on me than I've ever had in my life. I have more family than I've ever had in my life. And they keep adding and going, right? And so, but I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my whole life. I mean, I sleep sound, filled with the Holy Spirit. I have no issues inside of me. I am a whole man. And I'm telling you, God wants you to be that way. And it's only going to happen. Listen, quit. Quit worrying about all your little nonsense stuff and that's bugging you and it's fringe things. And I'm not just saying you, you know, I'm just so humble here. <laughs> Daniel, I love Daniel. He's in my connector. So quit worrying about all that stuff. And, 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 and listen, just focus on the Lord. Focus on the Lord. Be honest about it, but give it to Him. And, and, and what He's going to do, he, He'll eradicate that. He'll, he'll move that. He's the only one who can do it anyway. You can go to this one, that one, this one, this one. And you keep, keep wasting your time. I just go to the source. I go to talk to Jesus. I was talking to Jesus. And you know what? He is a good friend. Talk to Jesus, y'all. Do it every day. Your life, you, you are so, you won't even be the same person. Listen, two months. I say two months. In two months, if you do this every day, in two months, you will not be recognizable. You will not be recognizable. You'll be completely different. You'll all of a sudden, what will happen is, you're meditating, you're meditating, because it's, it's like exercise. All of a sudden, you start seeing results. And then all of a sudden, something's going to happen that would normally set you off, and it doesn't set you off. And in your mind, you're going, wow, this used to set me off. Why is this not setting me off? Because you're controlling your mind now. You can be nice because you're controlling your mind now. 
It truly is an amazing thing. Now, bow your head and close your eyes. I get y'all. Children's going to be mad at me. When y'all, when y'all get y'all children, just y'all give them a hug. Tell them we love them. Amen? I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. No one looking around. Come on, you looking around, I'm going to pop you on the head. Listen, close your eyes. No one looking around. Listen to me. There are people that come in here today that you're not spiritually connected and you need to be. And the Lord wants to touch you here today. It is time. It is time. Don't just know about Christianity, but, but talk to Jesus. You know what he says? He says, I'm knocking on your door. I'm knocking on your door. If you're in here and that's you and you know it's you, you know it. Right there in your seat, say, Pastor, you're talking right to me. It's me. It's me. Jesus is knocking on my door and I'm ready to answer. Raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. Come on, that's me. Come on, raise it up. Thank you, sir. Right there. Right there. Raise it up high. Don't be ashamed. Come on. If you can't stand in here, you'll never stand. Thank you right here. There's one right there. Thank you right here. Thank you. Amen. Just keep your hand up. I got leaders that are coming. Sydney, come right here, Sydney. Come right here. I got leaders that are coming that are moving. Come on, who else says that's me? Come on, now's the time. Over in the back. Over in the back. I need a pastor over there. Come on. I need someone over there with my brother in the back. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else says that's me? Come on, anyone else said that's me? Thank you. Another one right there beside you. Anyone else said that's me? That's me. Come on, now is the time. Now is the time. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. Anyone else? The Lord is knocking. He's knocking. He's knocking. Anyone else? Come on. Now is your time. Don't miss it. Is that you? Said it's me, Pastor. That's me. Come on, raise your hand right now. Thank you, young man over there. Thank you. Right there, Levi. Right there. Who else said that's me? That's me. That's me. Oh, praise be to Jesus. Praise be to Jesus. Come on, we're going to pray this. All you guys with your hands up. I got leaders just with their hands on your shoulder. We just dare to stand with you. But you about to, life is completely going to change. I want you to say this with me. Say, come on, everyone, we're going to say it with them. Everyone, we're going to pray this with our heart, confess it with our mouth, believe it in our heart. Let's say this. Say, Father, I give you my life. And today I make the decision to open that door. Jesus, come in. Change me. I want to do life with you. I believe in you. And I'll do whatever you tell me. Help me, Lord. I pray and ask. In the name of Jesus. Save me, Lord. You know, the Lord, that hand that's on you, that's the Lord's hand. You know what he's saying? You are now mine. You are mine. You are mine. In Jesus' name. Can we give them a hand clap, guys? Come on, can we give them a hand clap? Come on, let's show some love in the name of Jesus.